This is the Truth and Power Podcast with Ryan Edberg. This is Ryan Edberg, and you are listening to Truth and Power. If you want to check out what we are doing, you can go to Kingdom Youth Conference. Um, check out all the events we're doing um, in the fall and in the spring. We're getting together some camps and um, outreach, different uh, missions, trips, and stuff as well. But go check out kingdomyouthconference.com for all of our um, events coming up. Also, if you want to donate or support the ministry in uh, reaching this younger generation for Jesus Christ, you can do that on kingdomyouthconference.com as well. Um, I want to jump in today with uh, Truth and Power, talking about fathers in the faith. Um, This is a hard topic because we live in a generation that's fatherless. We live in a generation where you've got a lot of bad fathers, fathers that weren't there. We've got a lot of... um, People that are just having children and then taking off or separating and never really stepping up to be a father to somebody. I want to show you how important it really is and then how this can um, twist your view of a heavenly father as well. Um, look in 1 Corinthians really quick and go to four fourteen uh, through 21 and it says, I do not write these things to shame you. But as my beloved children, I warn you, this is Paul talking, and it says, For though you uh, might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Therefore I urge you to imitate me. For this reason I have sent Timothy to you, who is a beloved and faithful son in the Lord, who will remind you of the ways in Christ, as I teach Everywhere in every church. Now some are puffed up as though I were not coming to you, but I will come to you shortly if the Lord wills. And I know uh, not the word of those who are puffed up, but the power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. What do you want? Shall we come to you with a rod or in love and in the spirit of gentleness? Now this is where we even came up with uh, the podcast title, Truth and Power, right here when he says we didn't come in word only but in power now the word is power but what it is is the word is truth and when you take that truth and you mix it with your faith you should get horsepower with that so believing in the word of god is what we're talking about with truth and power and i want to show you here because paul's writing this and saying to the corinthians that he's trying to warn them as children um, that he loves them, right? And he says, yet you you have many, um, 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. What's the difference between an instructor and an, a father? And there is a big difference. We have a lot of instructors today that want to tell you what to do, how to do it, and uh, it doesn't matter what I'm doing, but this is the way you should do it, and these are the rules, these are the guidelines, you need to follow them, um, listen to me and what I'm saying. That that is an instructor, and we've got no shortage of that in the world today or even in the church. But what Paul's talking about here is true fathers. And a father is different than an instructor because he's not someone that just says, hey, I want you to go and um, do this. A father is saying, I'm going to do this, and I want you to follow me, right? Because even Paul says here, follow me or imitate me as I imitate Christ, right? And you see here that Paul's saying to the the Corinthians here that I'm going to send my son Timothy to you. I'm going to send Timothy. He's a faithful son in the Lord, right? That means that Timothy had followed um, 
pull around a bit. And so Timothy walked, talked, and acted like Paul. And so Paul was saying, I can send Timothy to you because he's imitating me, which I'm imitating Christ, which is what Timothy's imitating then, right? <clears throat> so we see here that through this, there's this um, different kind of leadership that is follow me. Watch what I do. Watch how I live my life. And then I want you to copy that and you go do the same. You know, uh, scripture talks about, um, and we're going to get into that, but um, the it was the the man that came to Jesus, and I believe it's in um, Hebrews. Um, no, it's Matthew. That's the one I'm, I want to talk about. It says in Matthew 8, 5 through 13, this is the the centurion soldier, right? So he's coming to Jesus, and, and I'm just going to paraphrase this, but I, I gave you Matthew 8, 5 through 13, so you can go and read this story for yourself. So this man's coming to Jesus, and he says to him, um, I, I want you to come and and heal my servant. And Jesus says, okay, I'll come and do that. And and the soldier says, no, you don't need to come at, to my house and do it. I'm not even worthy for that. Just send the word, right? And and that'll do it. I'm a man of authority, but a man under authority, right? So and Jesus marvels at this and says, I haven't even seen this great of faith in all of my own people, right? So he says at the very end, as you have believed, so let it be done for you. Now this is huge because it, it, again, we're talking about truth and power, uh, fathers in the faith that says, as you have believed. So what you believe in, in the word and you put your faith to, let it be done to you. That's where the power comes in is what, what are you believing for? But you see here, he says that I'm a man of authority and a man under authority, right? So what is this saying? It says that every man is a f should be a son and every man should be a father. And I'm not just talking about uh, you say the sinner's prayer and all of a sudden you're going to go out and start fathering um, unchurched people. I'm, I'm saying that there's a season there where you go through, but when, after you go through a season of growing, you should be fathering um, other believers while you're being father, right? Imitate me as I imitate whoever it is that's pouring into you. Now, you got to make sure they're godly, that they're giving you the word, um, and that they're really pouring into you. But what I'm saying is every man uh, a father and, and every man a son. Now, I think one of the biggest examples of a father and what we're talking about here is Elijah and Elisha. Now, this man of God, Elijah, we know uh, them very well through Scripture. If you read through um, Kings, uh, First Kings, Second Kings, you can hear the story of both of them. And what happens is Elijah is this prophet of God. And you go through Kings and you start to study and you start to read all of the miracles that Elijah did. Just crazy, crazy stuff. A miracle after miracle. There's this 14 recorded massive miracles in um, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, where all this stuff happens. And it happens that he's doing these miracles. And one day he sees um, Elisha plowing a field and he goes and he takes his cloak or his mantle and he throws it over him and walks away pretty much saying, 
follow me. What we talked about, right? Follow me as I follow Christ. He knew that there was a bigger calling on Elisha. And you can go through and uh, read in 2 Kings 2, 1 through 18. This is the story of Elijah leaving. And this is where Elisha then steps into his ministry after he'd followed Elijah through all watching all these miracles. And the one thing that he's, he asked for from Elijah is, I want a double portion of what you have. And Elijah, or Elijah says, that's a hard thing to ask. Um, you know, but if you see me ascend into heaven, then you should have it. And we know the story in Second Kings there that Elisha does see Elijah leave and so gets that double portion and that double blessing. And, and I really think that that is a father's heart is follow me. Watch what I do. Let me show you in life. Don't step in that hole. That's a bad one. I've been in there. That that cost me 10 years of my life. You, you guys don't need to try this. You don't need to look at that. I went down that road. There's nothing but heartache there. Follow Christ. Do this. This saved me years of my life. And and literally, this is what a father is and, and should be. And you see this, um, this a, a real father isn't, this boy instructor just doing just do what I tell you to do. It's more of I want to push you farther than I went, right? And so you see Elijah, Elisha asking Elijah for this double portion, and he gets it. So if you start going through Second um, Kings and you read all through it, you start to read all of the miracles of Elisha. And there's um, the parting of the Jordan, there's healing of the water, there's uh, cursing the she-bears, there's all this stuff that he goes through. And you go through and you read, and you find out that there's 27 big miracles that Elisha does that is recorded in Scripture. Now, if you remember, Elijah had 14, and then he asked for a double portion, so he actually, then you go through and look at uh, Elisha and you see that there's 27 miracles that are done, which is almost that double portion. Until you go down to um, 2 Kings 13, 20 through 21. So there's 27 miracles that happens. And this, this is what it says. It says, then Elisha died and they buried him. So so not too great. He left this place thinking he didn't quite get this double portion. He didn't do everything. Or maybe he was just saying praise God and didn't remember all the miracles he had done. But but listen to this. They buried him in the, the raiding bands from Moab invaded the land in the spring of the year. It was, and they had buried, um, as they were burying a man, that suddenly they spied a band of raiders and they put the man in the tomb of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood on his feet, making miracle number 28, a double portion. You see, the promises of God are so real that you are going to get it, even if it doesn't look like you think it should. I'm telling you, we we read in other uh, podcasts that obedience is better than sacrifice, just believing the word, right? And being obedient to what God has called for you, not worrying about the results. Sometimes we can look at, you know, even as pastors or leaders or or youth pastors or maybe parents, you're like, I'm not getting the results that I think I should be, right? I'm, I'm not getting the numbers that I think I should be. I'm not getting the progress that I think should be. But yet the word of God is so true 
that it goes past everything else. Now we look at um, the difference of instructors and fathers, and you need to realize that there is uh, a difference here. You look in Hebrews 12, starting in 3 and going through 11, it says, um, For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you becoming weary and discouraged in your souls. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin, and you have forgotten uh, the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. And here it goes. My sons, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure the chastening of God, um, that God deals with you as with sons. For uh, what son there the father does not chasten. But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not son. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we have paid them respect. Shall we not much more uh, readily be in subjection to the Father of the Spirit who lives? For they indeed for a few days chasten us as seemed the best to them. But he who... Uh, but he for our profit, listen, this is for your profit, um, the chastising of the Lord. And, and you look through this and it says that we may be partakers in his holiness. If you look at the difference between a father, it's not really a punishment to get you in trouble, to hurt you, to do anything. It's a punishment to get you, um, and maybe that's not even the right term, uh, not so much a punishment, but um, a correction to get you on the right path because there's a greater plan for you and victory in a certain direction. And if God just let us do whatever we wanted to do, um, you know, we'd run around like illegitimate children. You've seen some of the parents that don't correct their children, that don't punish them, don't do anything, and they wonder why they turn out the way that they do, right? So we see here that there's a difference between like a punishment and then disciplining somebody, right? If you look at um, a lot of scripture, uh, scripture we, we sometimes think of God as um, he's punishing us, right? And that's not what it is. God will bring correction, but in a loving way, right? And sometimes he's like, well, if you don't do this, then God will humble you. No, it says humble yourself before the Lord, right? That's your job to humble yourself. God's not going to go and just humble you in front of everybody to make an example out of you. No, he's really a, a loving father, and we need to realize um, that as this heavenly father, sometimes we don't, we have all these instructors in our life that we have this misskewed uh, perception that that's a father. And so we look at uh, God as just somebody that tells us instructions all the time and just tells us what to do. Here's a bunch of commandments, but there's no real love behind it. There's no real um, this discipline behind it. It's just punishment and rules and all this stuff. And that's because, you know, we haven't had the right fathering here on earth. And so it's a little bit twisted. So I want you to see here through scripture that he's a good father and every man should be um, a son in the faith and every man should be a father in the faith. So wherever God has you in this, um, this journey of life, right? Look around you. There's, there's a lot of 
kids out there, there's a lot of younger people, there's a lot of people in general that are just hurting and looking for somebody to talk to, looking for somebody to spend some time with, looking for fellowship, looking for somebody to do life with. And and that can be a, a chance to father them, right? To bring them down a path that you went to, to save them years off of their life of maybe a young person who's running down a path that you've been down and you know what's at the end of it and you know there's nothing good down there. And you can save them years of where they are headed because of your knowledge and just being a father and caring for them. But we have this miss uh perception of fathers because we haven't had a good father but we come to church yet and we sing about how he's a good good father right and we sing that and we say that we believe that but yet when a sickness will come on us we say that our father's trying to teach us something well i'm telling you something i'm not the best father in the world but I would never even bring a sickness or a disease on my child to teach them something, right? Would you ever go and put cancer on one of your kids or somebody you love just to try to show them that? But yet, we say that that's from God, right? And so we we have this because we don't know fathering. We don't know what it what it means to be a good father. And so we just take everything and we're like, well, this is probably God trying to teach me something instead of realizing scripture, right? He is a good father. It says that every good and perfect gift comes from God above. Is there a disease or sickness on you? That's not a good and perfect gift in my book, right? Well, his ways are higher than ours. You know, that's just something that we say when we don't know what to say, right? When all hell is falling down on you, right? And the devil's trying to take you out and we sit back and we say, well, God's trying to teach us something. The devil just yells amen, right? And that's because um, we don't understand the word. We don't have that relationship with God like a father, right? We see all of the names of God back in the Old Testament, right? You know, he was um, our redeemer. He was our healer. He was our provider. He was all this. And, and you go through all the Hebrew names of God in the Old Testament and what it was. But what Jesus came to do is really to teach us the name of God. He took all the names of provider and healer that he takes care of us, that he's our banner, right? That all these different names, and you can study out the different names in the Hebrew that they called God. And Jesus came to teach us what that name was and combine them all into one, right? And he, he said this, when the disciples said, you know, teach us how to pray, right? He, said, he started it like this, our Father who art in heaven. The name that Jesus came to teach us wasn't just one of these names, but all of these names into one, this Abba, Father, right? That was Father because he's a good God and we, we need to come to him as a father and not some far off distant uh, man in the sky, but as our father that we can run to, a good father. So whether you've had a great father or maybe a horrible father, you do have a heavenly father that loves you, that will never leave you or forsake you. That's a promise in the word. So if you really feel like, where are you at, God? Maybe it's not him that moved, that moved right? Maybe it's time to come home. He wanted from the very beginning in Genesis nothing but fellowship from you, right? He created the world, gave them fellowship in the garden, in the cool of the day. And yet our sin made us go hide in the back 40. And he came back, sent his son, so to restore that fellowship again. 
And it's very simple. It says, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, and you will be saved. And if you don't know Jesus today, maybe now is the first time to just say, Lord, I give you my life, right? And now you run to the Father. I hope this encourages you guys today. Um, again, if you want to support what we're doing and going out there and getting a fatherless generation, go to kingdomyouthconference.com. And um, also, check out all the, the events and conferences we're doing. And come out and say hi. We'd love to meet you guys. Um, we're trying to make these free events so your support goes to that. But come out and say hi. Bring a group. And let's go reach this generation for Jesus Christ. I'm Ryan Edberg, and this was another episode of Truth and Power. To keep up with everything Ryan has going on, go to KingdomYouthConference.com or follow him at Facebook.com slash Ryan Edberg Music.